You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? It is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. This is Locked On Phillies. I'm Tim Kelly. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. So yesterday, the Major League Baseball Players Association mercifully agreed that the players will report to spring training uh, part two on July 1st, which probably should not be called spring training anymore. And that is expected, according to Jim Salisbury of NBC Sports Philadelphia, to be split between Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia and uh, Coca-Cola Park in the Lehigh Valley, which is home of the Iron Pigs, except not this year because there probably isn't going to be a minor league season. If all goes well... Bob Nightingale of USA Today says that the season is going to start the weekend of July 24th. We don't know uh, an exact schedule for the regular season yet, other than Mark Topkin, who covers the Rays. He's done a really, really good job covering the team for a long time. He said earlier this week that teams will play only opponents in their geographic region. So the Phillies will play the five NL East teams, the the four NL East teams other than the Phillies. So they'll play the Braves, the Nationals, the Mets, and the Marlins. And then they'll play the five AL East teams, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Yankees. And it's going to be pretty tough sledding. There's no other way to put it. I think the Marlins are going to be better than they have been over the past few years. They're probably the worst team in the National League East. Uh, the Orioles might be the worst team in the entire sport, but you still have to contend with the Rays and the Yankees, who may be the t- best two teams in the in all of baseball. So it's not going to be an easy schedule for the Phillies. That was one thing that happened yesterday. The other was that we learned four more people, two of whom were players, tested positive for COVID-19 in the Phillies organization. One wasn't even in Florida where the outbreak was. So everyone has spent time saying, oh, I believe there's a 2020 season when the first pitch is thrown. I will believe there's a 2020 season when Rob Manfred hands someone the World Series trophy because it doesn't matter if the season starts. It matters if it starts and it can be completed, and I'm still very worried that it won't be. All that said, it appears that if there is a 2020 season, and obviously we hope there is, and uh, if things go as planned and baseball is able to pull this off, there's going to be a few new rules coming to the 2020 season. And more than what I'm just alluding to, it's going to be an entirely different season. But to me, these are the two most drastic. The first one is that baseball is going to adopt the minor league rule that beginning in the 10th inning, each team will start with a player on second base. That player that goes to second second base is going to be whoever was the last person that batted and for all of you worried that the strategy is being taken out of baseball let's say the last person to bat in an inning was Ryan Howard well you're probably going to pinch run for Ryan Howard but you do that and you run the risk that if the game lasts until his spot comes up in the order again which is probably unlikely but certainly not impossible you have Eric Bruntlett hitting in the cleanup spot as opposed to Ryan Howard. So that's the risk you're going to run in this case, and it adds some of that strategy that baseball purists say that they like so much. I would say... The overwhelming response to this was not positive. And look, if you want things to stay as is, I get that. Obviously, I love baseball. That's fine. 
But can we stop pretending like this is going to ruin the sport? I saw a few people on Twitter saying yesterday that this will ruin baseball because they aren't sure whether the runner that goes to second base will be credited with the run if he scores. Come on. Do you really care whether, let's say, Roman Quinn pinch runs? Do you care if Roman Quinn, if he scores the winning run there, is credited with a runner or not? Is that really going to affect your enjoyment of baseball? The faux outrage to me here is silly. If I had any criticism, I wish that they waited until the 11th or 12th inning to start with the runner on second base, but I actually do think this is going to create more fun in extra innings. I'll be honest with you, extra innings as is, they're cute for a few innings, but by like the 14th inning, it's not fun anymore. And it's become a matter of waiting out which manager, like we don't see 20 inning extra inning games anymore. Instead, we see, okay, which manager essentially gives up on the game quicker saying, I'm not going to burn my whole bullpen for a week over one game. Which manager gives up in the 14th or 15th or 15th inning? That's not really that fun to watch. So now the second you go to extra innings, you have to be on the edge of your seat. And here's the thing. If the Phillies are hosting the Mets and they score right away, the Mets score right away in the 10th, the Phillies get a chance under the same circumstances to come back in the bottom of the 10th and return fire. It's not like NFL overtime where both teams aren't guaranteed a chance. If anything, it will be more like college football's overtime rule. And uh, Bob Nightingale of USA Today did add that the rules expected to go away for the uh, away in the postseason, and it's only going to be around for regular season games. Again, I kind of like that twist to it. I don't love that baseball seems to think that the way to retool the game is moving towards more of a, a tournament type feel. I hate the idea of expanded postseason. That said. The tournament type idea, it may work to draw on some of the more casual fans. And we're always talking about how baseball needs to draw on those fans. Well, we can't sit here and dismiss every idea they come up with because the reality is that people like me and those who listen to this podcast, we're going to watch games regardless. They need to find a way to bring in other fans. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They taste great, but they're actually healthy for you too. I eat one every day now and I look forward to it every night before when I'm sleeping. I cannot wait to get up in the morning and eat a Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off your first order. So in addition to the runner starting extra innings on second base, the DH is coming to the National League, which means a few things. First of all, as Phillies Nation's Johnny Heller put it, Joe Blanton is likely the last pitcher to ever homer in the World Series, which is pretty incredible to think about. Second of all, it means that teams in the National League are going to be forced to play in 2020 with the DH despite not having prepared for that this offseason, which in reality, it's not very fair, but... The Phillies should be in really good shape. You can put Alec Bohm at DH, and at least for this year, he does not have to worry about whether he can stick at third base at the major league level. You just put him at DH, and you allow him to hit. Under this scenario, Gene Segura would play third base, Scott Kingery would play second base, and either Adam Hazley or Roman Quinn would play center field. The other angle you could take in a shortened season is you could say this may be the best time to find out if Alec Bohm can sink or swim at third base because if you start him there at a 60-game season and it really doesn't work, you can readjust this offseason. If you wait till a 162-game season and then you kind of pull the plug in the middle of the season, that's a lot uh, uglier of a look, I think, and maybe hurts his confidence to some degree. So you could have Alec Bohm play third base this year. 
Gene Segura would then likely slide to second base because he doesn't really have anywhere else to go with D.D. Gregorius at shortstop. And then Scott Kingery would play center field and you would have Jay Bruce as your D.H. From an offensive sense, I think this would absolutely be your best lineup. I don't know that the Phillies will want to play Scott Kingery away from second base. I do think that it's very real that they want to have him play second base. That said... I think he can handle it in center field, and he may be more valuable as a center fielder because I think second base is a relatively replaceable position in baseball right now. And if Alec Bohm is playing third base, you have to put Gene Segura somewhere else. And I mean, I think that somewhere else has to be second base. He's never played the outfield. You gave D.D. Gregorius this money, so he's at least going to be here this season which means you have to do something with Gene Segura. You're not putting him on the bench in terms of what he's making and what he's owed in the future seasons, and I don't think you're going to want to put him on the bench. Before all this happened, we we were all kind of excited. The Phillies were going out of their way. Joe Girardi, Matt Klintak, to hype up how hard Gene Segura had worked and how willing he was to change positions to play third base, to play second base, to play wherever to accommodate the team. I think he's going to have a bounce back season offensively. And to do that, he's going to have to play somewhere in the infield defensively. And if Alec Bohm is at third base, that somewhere is going to have to be at second base. Either way, the Phillies are going to be playing five teams in the AL East that have prepared all offseason like they're going to have the DH. Now, the Orioles are putrid. They, In a 60-game season, they could go 5-55. and 55. They're that bad. But of the five teams in the AL East, the Phillies are not set up better than those AL East teams, and at least in the case of the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Rays, and the Blue Jays. But in, uh, of the NL East teams that have had no uh, time to prepare for having a DH this season... Maybe the Braves are in as good a situation as the Phillies, but I think they are in a really solid situation to be able to have a DH all season, and potentially that gives them some sort of competitive advantage over the rest of the NL East and evens out other areas like starting pitching and relief pitching or uh, levels it to some degree, maybe not evens it out where the Phillies fall a little short compared to the Nationals, the Mets, and the Braves. That's going to do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Kelly Sports. You can read my work on philliesnation.com and radio.com. Today's show was brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Now, tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. I'll talk to you guys next time.